0: How you doing, guys, and welcome back to an all-new, brand-new episode of Unknown Serial Killers. Once again, I am your host, Asia, if this is your first time joining, and if it is your first time joining, please go back and listen to all the other episodes, because you are really missing some good stuff. Before we get started, let me just tell you guys that I completely forgot, but August 27th made a year for the podcast, so let's celebrate that, Woohoo! So today we have a really good story and I hope you guys like it. But before we get into that, um, viewer's discretion is advised because we are talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. Um, Also, like I said in the beginning, if you have missed any of the episodes, please go back and check them out because you do not want to miss any of them because they are that good. So this week we're touching base on the Skid Row Stabber. The Skid Row Stabber is an American serial killer responsible for the murders of 11 people in the Los Angeles neighborhood known as Skid Row, which is notorious for housing a huge number of homeless people who are regularly subjected to victimization. The murders begin on the morning of October 23rd, 1978. As victims, the killer chose the homeless, whose corpses were dumped in the alleyway of the various streets located close to each other. The first victim was 50-year-old Jesse Martinez. On October 29th, the stabber killed his second victim, 32-year-old Jose Cortez, followed a day later by 46-year-old Bruce Emmett Drake. On November 4th, 65-year-old J.P. Henderson was killed. And on November 9th, 39-year-old David Martin Jones was attacked and brutally killed in the Los Angeles City Hall in the downtown. Only two days later, 57-year-old Francisco Perez Rodriguez became the next victim. The day after, the stabber committed a double murder, killing both 36-year-old Frank Floyd Reed and 49-year-old Augustine E. Luna. On November 17, 34-year-old Milford Fletcher, a Native American who was also killed. Three days later, the serial killer committed his next murder against 45-year-old Frank Garcia, whose body was found on on November 23rd near City Hall. Despite the fact that his murder occurred in a prestigious area of the city with a large crowd present, the killer managed to escape unnoticed. No witnesses were located, but an imprint of a man's hand was found next to Garcia's body, which, according to the investigators, could have been left by the killer. The last confirmed victim of the skate Row Stabber was 26-year-old Luis Alvarez, who was stabbed to death on January 21st, 1979. So whoever this guy is, um, preys on the homeless, as we said, he... He preys on the people who doesn't really have family, so they won't really care if they're missing. During the subsequent investigation, witnesses were found to David Jones' murder. Three friends of the deceased claimed that an unknown person had talked with them for several minutes before committing the murder, after which he went up to Jones and stabbed him. According to the witness, the criminal was a 30-year-old Black man who spoke with a Puerto Rican accent and introduced himself as Luther. Three months later, in January 1979, the inscription, My name is Luther, I kill winos and put them out of their misery, was found in the toilet of the Los Angeles bus terminal building. During the investigation, several people were suspected by authorities in early 1979, forensic examination of the fingerprints from the palm print found next to Garcia's body were revealed to belong to 29-year-old Bobby Joe Maxwell, who had been released from prison in his native Tennessee and moved to Los Angeles in 1977. A casual worker, Maxwell spent a lot of his free time in the Skid Row area along with the homeless residents. In December 1978, he demonstrated deviant behavior against sleeping homeless people and was arrested on charges of disturbing the public order. A knife was seized during his arrest. He was convicted and spent several weeks in the county jail before being coincidentally released only three days before when, according to the investigators, the stabber committed his last murder. Perhaps another percolator was that While Maxwell was in prison, the scapegoat stabber didn't commit any murders, and based on these facts, he was arrested on suspicion of murder in April 1979. After his arrest, Maxwell's apartment was searched, during which his shoes, clothes, diaries, and letters were seized. After studying and analyzing the acquired content, the investigators said that Maxwell was a sadist. The trial, for various reasons, was delayed for five years, opening in early 1984. The prosecution's key witness was 37-year-old Sidney Storch, a felon with an extensive criminal record who in 1983 was Maxwell's cellmate for three weeks. At trial, Storch claimed that Maxwell had repeatedly admitted to killing the homeless and described the murders in detail. In addition to Storch's testimony and the witness, of David, David Jones' murder, the investigation established that the knife found on Maxwell had the same width and length as the one used by the killer. An examination was also conducted which concluded that Maxwell had left a note in the bus terminal building confessing to the murders. On the bias of these unrelatable testimonies with incomplete or circumstantial evidence, Bobby Joe Maxwell was found guilty of two murders at the end of 1984. And was sentenced to life imprisonment without a chance of parole. Despite the fact that there were no material evidence found in the other murders, the public and media blamed all of the eleven murders on him, resulting in Maxwell being identified as the skate rail killer for many years. The debate over Bobby Joe Maxwell's guilt went on for several decades, with him being him, with himself pleading not guilty and regularly lodging an appeal over the next thirty years. In 2010, Maxwell's lawyers were able to prove that the witnesses to Jones' murder couldn't identify him as the killer and had given false testimonies in court under pressure from the investigators. It was also proven that Sidney Storch, a former police officer and an informant for many years, had begun abusing his position in 1980 and had given false testimony in a number of trials due to selfish interests. As a result, in at least six cases, his testimony was considered invalid or unreliable. Considering these facts, the the court overturned Maxwell's sentence in 2010 and appointed him a new trial. At the end of 2017, Bobby Joe Maxwell suffered from a severe heart attack, which caused him to fall into a coma. In a new trial, the Los Angeles County Prosecutor's Office dropped all charges against Maxwell, after which... In August 2018, he was found not guilty, with his conviction and prison sentence being ruled as a miscarriage of justice. Maxwell himself died in April 2019, never beginning consciousness and unable to learn of his release. The identity of the Skeeter Rose stabber remains unknown. If you guys are not as blown away as I am, then I don't know what to tell you guys. This was ridiculous. This was really ridiculous. So this man spent his whole life in prison and didn't even do anything. And then they finally set him free and he dies. Wow. Thank you guys for joining me again this week. Hopefully you guys come back and join me next week as we uncover more serial killers. Like I always tell you guys, be very, very nice to people because you never know who they killed. See you guys next week. (music) Thank <music> you.